You're listening to 1590 Afterwards, a podcast where we get together and talk about all kinds of cool, interesting stuff. What kind of stuff do we have on the on the menu for today, Spence? Something we've been talking about on the morning show, and that's the EV ad nauseum. But one of the things we are asking is if they're going to really make everybody drive an EV, there are people who live in apartments. There are people who live in condominiums, a lot of shared walls, a lot of shared facilities. How do they charge up? What do they do? Right. Some people afraid that it's going to catch fire with all of the stuff we've heard. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you live in like I live in apartments right now and the uh, the washer dryer and the microwave, those things have not been changed in literally 20 years. And so what, what are they going to all of a sudden expect these all these apartment buildings to retrofit and all of a sudden have some kind of safe power outlets for these cars? Exactly. That happened. So this guy who has an EV somewhere and he approached uh, all the folks on Reddit and he said, hey, I've got this issue with my HOA. I got an electrician. I got this. I got that. I made sure. And they're saying no. We do not want a charging station, and he just bought a Tesla. So this is the big deal. What is the end game of all of this? Because many people, you can say what you want about the governor. This is not a comment on Newsom at all. But when some of the people in Sacramento say something, they don't think of the regular person. No. They think of the person that has their nice leave-it-to-beaver house. They pull up. They park in the garage. They have this special plug, and everything's magical. A lot of people out there are not magical. A lot of people are living with, uh, like, uh, brother and brother buying a house together, family buying a house together, and living together. So you got four cars at a house. You've got—it's just a different world. And they don't think these things through because they're not us. No. They're not the working man and woman. They're thinking, well, if you forget to plug it in, you can have the nanny do it while you're out with your driver. Yeah, and the or your your uh, driver can take it over to the charging station and juice it up there, mm-hmm. and all of these costs that come in. So this is a real interesting thing. Now there is a law in California because California is really pushing EVs, and it says the law is clear: an HOA policy that interferes with the installing of any kind of charging station makes it more expensive. Anything to get in the way is void. So the HOA would lose their... So California basically said to the HOAs, no, but the HOAs are still pulling the trick. Now, a lot of people who don't like electric cars might live in a complex and said, I understood there'd be none of that here. So this is going to be a big problem because many, many people living in California are in apartments, shared walls. What do you do in an apartment? Throw a plug out your window and plug in down there? (laughs) Or are they going to create individual charging stations and while that's real fun to say fast you just wonder what would it cost right now like at gold coast broadcasting here at kvta if we said yeah let's put a charging station over there what's the cost of that i don't know Uh, but there is a cost so with the evs and the miracle of the ev i'm not against them but people need to stop saying this is Manna from heaven. This is just something that's coming down on us, just like the sunshine that's going to save us. And we've talked about it. You've talked about it a lot, almost at, like many times. I remember the uh, the amount of waste and pollution that's created just making getting the parts for the for you know getting the battery and they, and even disposing of that kind of stuff. Like the, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really seem like it's pushing us forward at all. Really, is 
That's my outlook. Yeah. That's my personal outlook, too. And one of the other things with theft, you know, people steal catalytic converters off ICE vehicles, internal combustion engine vehicles. They call them ICE vehicles now. That's so cute. <laughs> now they're yanking the charging like um, cables off of cars. It's one of the things they're stealing. Oh. So now when you charge your car, the idea all the time that, okay, what Walmart was going to do, they were going to put out solar arrays and have it so you could pull up, plug in your car, go in if you shop for an hour, hour and a half, just messing around. Uh, you'd come out and have some level of charge from Walmart, and you'd get that. But people are worried about walking away from their cars and having people do this type of stuff. So there's so much more involved in this uh, evolution of the EV and the electric car. But that happened with an HOA saying no. I think that you should let it happen organically. If it's so great, it's going to happen. You wouldn't have, you know, Gavin up there telling you we all must do this mm -hmm. by this date if it was so great. There's there's obviously some kind of an agenda that we're either not aware of or it's obviously a money thing. When it comes down to it, the market is always fair. And if people look and they'll say, I'll save. And the other thing is the green dollar. Some people call it the green dollar. Uh, for the people that want to be vegan and do all of this stuff. Other people call the green dollar the color of the dollar. If you told people and proved it that buying an EV would save them, you know, 1000 to 5000 a year, there'd be a lot of people looking. And yeah. the market, like you say, would be absolutely fair, and the motivation would be towards that. Hasn't happened yet. I have a, a comedian friend who was in a position to, to purchase a Tesla, and for her and what she does, it works out really good because she has a charging station really close to where she lives, and she likes driving all the way to Chico for 100 bucks, and she's okay with coming back and only having 75 left of it. You know, like that's... You know, you can't do that on a, on a gas car. I mean, yeah. if I if I drove to Chico, it's going to cost me three hundred bucks to get there and back. Yeah, these days, and there is uh, that leverage too of gas being at five towards six dollars per gallon. But we will see what happens. Again, I am a free market guy, and I believe in it one hundred percent. When something good comes out, miraculously, people buy it, mm -hmm. and that's just how it goes. The initial Tesla was kind of like a. Um, I don't know. It was so magical. And a lot of people had had the wherewithal to do it, bought one. But do we want to buy one? Right. You exactly. know, when you're living and you're looking at your checkbook and saying, okay, hey, you know what? This week we can go out to a nice dinner. Uh, maybe next week we'll just uh, toss some burgers on the grill. When you're at that level of budgeting, maybe the electric car won't be good right now. But it's a point where the HOA uh, definitely uh, pulled back on that, and now it's between the HOA and the state of California. Okay, so you're in the Andy Gump. I'm in the what? The Andy Gump. Andy Gump, okay. You're taking a, you're relieving yourself in a oh, okay. facility, <laughs> right. a porta potty. Did they Andy Gump when you were a kid? I don't remember that term, but it, when you said it, I was like, I know that from somewhere, but I didn't. We I didn't wonder use if that. that was a Southern California thing, because Andy Gumps were every portable toilet in the world was an Andy Gump. Oh, yeah. It was I a Gump. And Johnny Carson got into a big one years ago. A guy had a huge, he had a bunch of them, and it was, here's Johnny. And that's how the guy promoted Carson and put a stop to it. Yeah. And he could do it, too, because that was considered his thing. The guy had, that's funny, though. Yeah. When you pull them up and you've got the, you know, the big carnivals happening and you're pulling up the Johnnies. Andy Gumps were portable toilets. I, I thought they were more statewide. But this is what happened. A Michigan woman safe after a rescue from an outhouse toilet. State police said she dropped her Apple Watch into you-know-where. Then bye. 
Apple's done, right? Goodbye, watch. Yeah, that's it. The only thing I might do is if I could find a kid and Stephen Gama with his grabber, I would say to the kid, <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 bucks. You're going to reach in there and pull it out, and then you're going to wash it up. And you're going to hand You still wouldn't do it? No. In the poopy blue stuff? No, thanks. It just wouldn't be around your wrist no. ever again. If it you was, wouldn't put it on eBay. Now, if the poo was only from mine and my own family, maybe. But you're talking Some, like... Your poo, their poo. It's pretty gnarly. Everybody else's things. poo. Yeah. My dad, because it is a Spence story, my dad was, uh, when he first got out to California, he worked for a water company that was a sewage company too, and they pulled uh, outhouses back then. Oh. And it was actually Gump that bought the company he worked for. But my dad worked for those things. And this is back when they had the old wooden doors that slammed shut. They were really very hillbilly back in the day. Now they're kind of nice. They're usually cleaner, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've done stuff with them. And I think the plastic and that innovation. But this woman did go in after her Apple Watch. She gets stuck. It's four. She got stuck. Oh and no! Had to rescue her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it says, uh, you know, who's using the uh, cube? But the toilet was removed, and a strap was used to lift the woman to safety. Oh. So you got to figure there. Yeah, she went in after it. Did she get her watch mm-hmm. though? At least. Did she find anything else? Maybe she found something <laughs> yeah. else. Oh my God, there's a shootout. Change. Yeah. yeah, look at all this stuff. This is great. But that was that was it. She went in after the watch. No. 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 Unless it's one of my children, uh, it's just something yeah, that's I'm taking right. a loss. What would you go in after? There's no way. And if it was Aubrey, I'd say Cole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be that type of thing. But I um I would be hard pressed. But I think I would use the grabber. I really do. I yeah. think I would use the grab with another kid doing it and getting it washed off. Maybe. We'll see. We'd have to see. Regift it to somebody. Yeah, there you go. It depends on how deep it is, too. Yeah, but that was the uh that was woman in toilet with Apple Watch. Uh Simone Biles gotta love her. Yeah, she's great. She did it again. She won the world championships in gymnastics for the sixth time. An unprecedented feat. So now as she had just won a month ago. Uh, the U.S. gymnastics title. So there's all of these hoops you jump through to get to the Olympics. And uh, she is, they say, do you think she's going to go? Yes, I would say absolutely. 26 years old in that sport. Pretty awesome. Yeah. She seems like a great individual, and it's good to see her back. Simone Biles, what did she have? She had the twisties. The twisties. The twisties is a thing mostly in gymnastics. The twisties, when experienced by a gymnast, and ice skaters get them too, athletes can get disoriented midair, which can be dangerous, and it's usually when they're doing a lot of the flips and twirls. She said it got so bad for her, she could never imagine doing a flip again. She went through some therapy, had some people, and she said the strangest, weirdest thing as well as a feeling. And she said the twisties, she always heard about them, but thought, oh, what's that? And then she got it. And it's called the twisties. And many gymnasts have to stop because they get, and they just, they can't go even begin the routine because they have the twisties. Is that like a form form of vertigo or is it more psychological? I'd like to know more about that. It seems like it would be more of a psychological issue since she did say, after having the strange, weird feeling, she went through therapy and focus on her mental health and that. So it could be something else conjuring. I have no degree. 
but there could be something, maybe something happened in the past, maybe a trauma, maybe the pressure of the sport, who knows. But she got over that. That's why she was gone for a while. Well, you look at Simone Biles, and she's somebody who probably feels like she's playing with house money. She's had so yeah. much success, and really she's kind of changed the way we look at the, at the gymnastics. I mean, she's a superstar in that sport. And I always go uh, green on money on this one. Could you imagine if she medals at the Paris Olympics, which is 2024, what that will do? She's already great, and she, she, you know, she could probably uh, be a very good spokesperson for anything. But you add another medal, oh, so I hope she does it. It would be great. And you know Paris is just begging for it, yeah. how much more that would mean to their Olympics. So that's cool. Like athletes, and I'm very, very happy with uh, – with that one with Simone Biles. Something we talked about yesterday, it was, now, you're young. Any idea of the Billie Jean King-Bobby Riggs match? Um, very You would little. have been a yeah, baby. You a would have been bit. really young. Yeah, so this was such a huge deal, and we went over. I was prime time for me. I was 15. And the funny thing about that is, even as kids, as we talked about it on the show, my whole deal was, when I was 15, he was 55. Mm -hmm. She was 29. She had won Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and I think the French Open, all in one year. My deal, man against woman, I was looking at, how is this old guy going to win? Right. You know, how is this even a competition? But Riggs, since he was brilliant, he's definitely a guy. I know there's an autobiography out there on all the hustles that he did in his life. A very funny man. Was he bombastic? The, the new version of him is like Jake and Logan. Oh, Pauls. yeah, for sure. You know, just doing that. Expo oh, I'm better than you. You suck. And he knows exactly what he's doing. That was Riggs back then. He always went after women, though, mm -hmm. a lot like Andy Kaufman did in the wrestling. Right, that's true. It was all a play, and it was all a setup. So with this, back in the day, it was at the Astrodome, 35,000 people on hand. Women just hated him, and he just loved it. Now, I do believe he wanted to win. Absolutely. He was there to win. But I think through the whole match, he might have taken off at one point. He was wearing what would be a windbreaker that said Sugar Daddy on it, as in the candy. <laughs> he was making money. Yeah, so he's, yeah. He knew exactly what was going on. Now, Billie Jean King says um, it didn't mean much of her to beat this old man. They had a nice relationship, but she said in her heart, if I lose this, we're doomed. And she, that's why she went in guns blazing. And it was like a 6'2", 6'4", 6'3". You know, she, she took care of him. Right. But the old guy put together a couple of games. And I always look at that kind of competition as sort of funny. And she was not – the only handicap was him being 25, 26 years older than her. And, uh, but they didn't set up anything different. You know, the game was played as the game was played. And they did play three sets just like the men do. And she was smart to do that. So, oh, you won the two like women. She played the full three. But that was such a big deal, and it was just the 50th anniversary. Who played Bobby Riggs in the movie? Oh, was it Jim Carrey? That's what she said. Oh, it was, was it really? It was wow. And if you look at him and a picture of Riggs, Wow, he just nailed it. And that um, Emma Stone uh, played Billie Jean King. Oh, let me check it, it out. It should have been great. The movie didn't do much, uh, but it should have been great. So that was the big competition for people who remember, if you're in that age group, 50 years ago, it was the Battle of the Sexes. 
And he went on every show and just, there's no way. And he played it up he sold, so perfect. We call it selling a fight. Yeah. He sold the fight. And that it's, you know, people get annoyed by that personality. And they, it's, it's one of those things, you know, my buddy Dustin Diamond, we, we've talked about him before. He played Screech on Saved by the Bell. He was like a likable character on his thing, kind of, a, kind of the nerd. Then he goes on Celebrity Fit Club. And he decides, oh, I'm, you know, they tell him that they want somebody that's kind of the antagonist to come in. And he's like, oh, I can be an antagonist. And, and he like oversells it and tries to be a jerk every chance he gets on TV. Completely ruined his reputation. Mm-hmm. It was really disappointing because when I, when I meet people and, and his name comes up, it's usually like, uh, you know, he's actually a pretty good guy. He just bought into this thing where he was selling the fight. He was selling the show. He was being the villain. I forget the bodybuilder's name. I don't think it was Draper, but the exact same thing happened. The movie Pumping Iron, which is brilliant. We're going to go a little overtime on this one. But they did the same thing to this bodybuilder. He, w- he was a, a good guy. Nobody thought anything bad or of him. But there was another guy in the competition that was real sweet. He was a... Uh, principal at a Midwest school, and he was an Oshucks kind of guy, really built. The guy was great. And they were in the competition together. Well, the story goes, the principal had a shirt that he always wore, and they said, we're going to steal his shirt and say you did it, and it'll be like a prank. So it was all set up to do this. And and it went off, and, boy, do you see my shirt? Do you see my shirt? And he was walking around asking for it, and then, you know, he comes in fourth. He doesn't even platform, so he loses. The bodybuilder that stole the shirt on a setup, anytime he went to a competition after that, he got booed. And he said it absolutely was not worth it. He said that killed me because I'd go up to people and say, hey, I don't know if you know, but but he got nailed as the guy who took the dude's T-shirt who was a really nice man with two kids in Wisconsin. So it's things like that. It can brand you. Yeah, it can be ugly, especially with that reality TV, because they do they cast it to where you have to have mm-hmm. some kind of a yeah. antagonist. If and all you that. don't, and that's why Jake Paul is so brilliant. And I would recommend if you've never seen Pumping Iron, it's pretty cool. I've got to see that one. I don't. I have not watched it's, it. It's neat the way they they set it up, and you see Arnold as Arnold. Nice. It's pretty cool. Overtime. All right. Well, thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards. You can catch us everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell every single one of your friends.